Now it's time for this week's Letter to Hong Kong, which comes from Joseph Wong, former Secretary of the Civil Service. The following program is a Personal View program. Dear potential candidates in the 2017 Chief Executive Election, As a former senior government official who has served two former chief executives, I'm sure I've worked with you in your different capacities. This is not because only those who have a record of public service are eligible to run for the office of the chief executive. Rather, it would be rare for anybody outside the established political circle to suddenly become interested in Hong Kong's top office. And even if there were such a person, he or she would find it almost impossible to convince at least 150 members of the highly exclusive, and many would say, undemocratic election committee, whose 1,200 members will nominate the candidates and then elect the chief executive. The present electoral arrangement is a stark reminder that no matter where the blame lies, the promise by the central government the election of the chief executive by universal suffrage would be possible in 2017 did not materialize. The continued practice of electing a chief executive without the genuine participation of the Hong Kong people is one of the main causes of the deep frustration of many Hong Kong people, particularly the young ones who feel betrayed by China and the elder generation of Democrats that supported the handover in 1997. In the run-up to the September Legislative Council election, I have heard calls that the next chief executive should restart the political reform process with a view to reaching a consensus between the government and the Hong Kong people on the detailed arrangements for universal suffrage. In my view, this would be a fertile and divisive exercise, like what we experienced two years ago, leading possibly to another social turbulence, hopefully not of the same scale of the Occupy movement. I say this because I am convinced that whatever concessions the central government is prepared to make, its present bottom line, that is to have everything including election result under control, would not meet aspirations of the up-and-coming young politicians who have zero tolerance for vested interests and a managed election. On the contrary, setting aside the political reform in the five-year term of the next chief executive would give the community time to heal our wounds and focus on a host of other and more important things that we can find common ground with central government and among different political parties with divergent views. What are the main concerns of the Hong Kong people today? There are ongoing ones like housing, education, medical services, retirement, protection, etc. These are problems for successive chief executives to deal with. Some may do better than others. But in the past four years, what has worried Hong Kong people most is that we have witnessed a continued erosion of our core values, which a one country, two systems is supposed to safeguard. I am pleased to note in a recent Q&A session with Time magazine, Jasper Zhang Yuk Singh, outgoing president of the Legislative Council, said he mentioned Hong Kong's core values to his Chinese official friends in Beijing. And I quote, Hong Kong people never have to fear that anything will happen to them 
which would not happen in the system they believe in. For example, the government putting itself above the law, or people being persecuted without committing any illegal act. All the freedoms we've enjoyed, rule of law, including the independent judiciary, and respect for the individual. Any lawful citizen can lead a decent life. Unquote. Well said, Jasper. I also note that you have indicated a willingness to stand in the 2017 chief executive election. Although I belong to the 99.99% of Hong Kongers who have no right to vote, I believe many of us would like to impress on you and other potential candidates that the core values embedded in our system have been badly shaken, if not bluntly attacked, under the present government. Let me give you a few examples. First, C.Y. Leung made a promise during the election that he would amend the prevention of bribery ordinance to cover possible wrongdoings of the chief executive when he assumed office, which is a recommendation of the Independent Commission headed by the former Chief Justice Andrew Lee. This was not done, and no explanation was given by the government other than it was a complicated matter requiring further consideration. Second, an alleged assault by a police superintendent against passers-by during the Occupy movement is still pending in the office of the Secretary for Justice for a decision to prosecute. Almost two years after the Independent Police Complaints Council found the case substantiated. Third, returning officers who are civil servants have disqualified a number of candidates standing for the coming Legislative Council election on the ground that they should not be trusted when making the required declaration to uphold the basic law. This decision is condemned in a joint statement signed by all 30 legal subsector members of the aforementioned election committee, including a number of senior councils. The statement said, Arbitrary and unlawful exercise of powers by government officials are most damaging to the rule of law in Hong Kong. Fourth, the international headline case of Hong Kong booksellers, with Lee Bo suspected to have been abducted in Hong Kong, and Lemon Key being detained for months in China without notifying Hong Kong, has given rise to deep concerns that the security arm of the one country showed little respect for the rights and freedoms that Hong Kong people enjoyed under a separate system. I can go on, but suffice to say, the next chief executive need to convince the Hong Kong people by taking concrete action that he or she will stand up to defend to the last breath Hong Kong's core values, particularly our rule of law, our freedoms, and autonomy to decide on all matters except national defense and foreign affairs. To many Hong Kong people, the present chief executive has simply failed to uphold the Hong Kong system. Part of the answer may lie in Jasper Jiang's remark in the Q&A that he is not sure whether his Beijing friends agree to the need to maintain Hong Kong's core values. Furthermore, the next chief executive should be willing and able to convince central government that it is in China's interest not to allow anyone in Hong Kong or in the mainland to use patriotism as a ploy to dilute 
or gradually merge the two systems. Only after we have healed the wounds of the past four years and fostered a harmonious and trustworthy political environment should we revisit the thorny issue of political reform. And hopefully, the central government would also consider changing its bottom line. Apart from Jasper Zhang, John Zhang, Financial Secretary, has also said that he would consider taking up the bad job of the chief executive if he would make a contribution to Hong Kong. I believe the views expressed in this letter are shared by many of us who have not given up hope on Hong Kong, our home. I hope all those who aspire to the next chief executive will consider them carefully. Best, Joseph.